And good morning and wel welcome to episode 15 of Inspire Heard, your grown-up girl talk. This is Stacy Fleece. I am here once again with Samantha Fidelius and Jennifer Tovani. Good morning, everybody. Whoop, whoop. Good morning. I will say that Jen and I just woke up and we're only on our first or second cup of coffee. Just a little headline there. Yeah. Um, well, I've been up for a little bit. I have already been to the grocery store and back and purchased what? the wrong milk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so I am, I too am having my latte, but it tastes disgusting. So <laughs> the, the tragedy yeah. of buying the wrong milk, there should not be 42 different kinds of milk. Just no. And no. um, they also should not all look alike in the way they're happy. But um, it's a domestic tragedy. And there are a lot of those domestic tragedies out there. And I feel like it is these um, things I don't know that I should know. Mm -hmm. um, and this came up actually this past week when I was talking to Jennifer about her car troubles. Yeah. So Jen, tell us about the fun things going on with your automobile. You know, cars are not my thing, I guess. I uh, went out. Not my skill set either. I'm you with know, you. I, I just don't know. I, I went out to start my car to go to work, you know, and of course I'm running late or ish, so I needed to go right then. And black smoke starts coming out of my car, and the, all the lights are going off, and the engine lights going off, and everything is obviously not right and it's sputtering it's going -doop 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 -doop. it's just not sounding like a car and uh it's a 2018 ford explorer should be pretty you know safe and solid car there shouldn't should, be should, there shouldn't be challenges three years in it, it like should that. be working so of course we had to you know uh postpone my work day call a tow truck yada yada Come to find out, we take it to the dealership and they tell me that the problem with my car, I thought somebody stole my catalytic converter because I'm hearing that on Nextdoor, everybody's catalytic converter's gone. No, it's not that. It was rats. Rats <laughs> ate through all of the wires in my car. Apparently it ate through the carburetor. It ate oh through- Oh my God. It's like, a thing. It's a, a thing. thing that actually happens. It, it happened. And they tell me it's not just me, it, that they get like two to three a month where, where rats completely destroy the engine compartment of your car. Uh, to the tune of, uh, it cost us, well, not us, but the insurance company, thank God we had insurance, over $5,000 worth of damage. $5,000 because of rats? I kid you not, five thousand dollars so why are they if they know this is an issue like why what are they doing that's creating this this want or need for the rats to come in and how do they make it stop like when we were growing up nobody had a car that rats ate through the wire that wasn't a thing no so this is this is what i've heard now is that the tubes that encase the wires that are all throughout your engine compartment and, and cables, all the cables are wrapped in this tubing that is made of soy. Oh. And apparently this soy product smells and tastes fantastic to rodents, not Excellent. just rats, but squirrels and rabbits and you know, whatever other rodents you have running wild in your neighborhood, they will be attracted to this soy 
product material and and they just snack until so are they are they living under the hoods of our cars now like like has this been going on for months and you've been driving around with rats in your hood that's what i was afraid of i'm like is it gonna pop out of my air conditioning no. <laughs> like somewhere? oh my god but no this can happen in just one to two days come oh. on yes they say it can happen overnight i drove the car the day before many different places and i park outside in my driveway and somehow the nice warm engine compartment paired with the soy product attracted them Ugh. now mind you we had taken a shed down in our backyard several months ago like six months ago did and you displace rats? i think we displaced the rats and they just found Jennifer, a new home did you ah! upset the rats so that now, but it's, this is a tragedy. It's it's a tragedy. It is a tragedy. It's a very expensive, costly. So, tragedy. okay. So this is um this is something that I never thought I would need to be concerned about, but apparently I do. So outside of getting a bunch of feral cats to live outside my house, what are my options mm -hmm. to not have this happen? Apparently, right? any cars that are made or manufactured after 2016 have these soy... Um, Soy-based covers? Covers on the wires. I, I don't even know what to call them. They're tubes or whatever that the wires run through. So if your car is built after 2016, I would be checking under the hood for little, you know, evidence, little acorns, little things like that under the hood. But mm -hmm. there's also... Um, I don't know if they even work, but we installed one just in case. It's this little uh, device that flashes lights and emits like a high-pitched sound that the rats don't like. Is it like motion sense, motion detector type thing? I Other think when you turn your car off, it goes on. I think. I could be wrong. I think it's just because at night, we have them in both of our cars now. At night, if you walk out and look at your car, you can see the little lights flashing underneath the wheel, you know, like from the engine compartment. So it, oh. I think when you turn your car off, it goes on. It's like a disco. It's like a disco for the rats. Wait till they start dancing. That'll be fun. Oh my God. There's also this peppermint spray or rodent spray that you're supposed to spray the wheel wells. And I, I don't know. Then somebody on next door, uh, was complaining about the same thing, and they said put a tray of mothballs under your uh, engine compartment. Anyway, this is a domestic tragedy. Uh, one Thank that you. I wish to visit again. But Thank you, Jennifer, for that. Uh, there you go. Wonderful, ins inspirational <laughs> moment. Jesus, protect um, your cars. That sounds horrible. Like I, what what is wrong with these rats? Get get your own food source. Go away. Figure it out. Well, and then people are complaining about the coyotes, and I'm like, bring them on. Have them come picnic in my front yard, because apparently I have enough rats to feed a whole army of them. Ugh. I don't know. It doesn't yeah. take that many, apparently. The circle of life. Rat. The circle of life. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa, what uh, do you have for us today with your domestic tragedy? Well, okay, so here's, here's a couple things of I wish I'd known then what I know now. Mm -hmm. um, so we had in our house the great flood of 2018. Oh no! Um, where 
we had gone out of town for a weekend because this, you know, this stuff can never happen like Tuesday at 2 p.m. when everyone's around and available to help. So out of town for the weekend and came back home and had to actually, we, uh, Piper and I had come home early because she had basketball practice. So we had to get back for basketball. And so we had come to the house. We literally were just going to do a literal uniform change and back out and run her back to practice and walked in the house and it was literally raining in my children's bedrooms. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm thinking, and my house is reverse, right? I've got the bedrooms downstairs, the living area upstairs. So I'm thinking that there is some massive flood upstairs and my, I like, I'm imagining going upstairs, my entire upstairs is covered with water. Oh, and no. I got upstairs and upstairs was bone dry. There was no water, but the entire kitchen floor, which is hardwood, was buckled. And I'm literally standing there, and I, I don't even know what to do. I, I, I put a few buckets down and turned around and walked out. Because I, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know what to do. And I, just, oh I was like, okay, well, I got to get you to basketball. This is my first thought. I got to get to basketball. So I guess I'll deal with this later. I, I, uh, so... Um, Oh my God. I didn't know what to do. So the first thing I did was call the insurance company and uh, was like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what's happening in my house right now. So they, you know, filed the claim, whatever. And then the next call was to um, a handyman I know who thankfully was around on a Sunday and came over and um, it's always on he, a Sunday. It's I, these things, <laughs> but Tuesday at two, but it's same thing with fire alarms. Why yep. did the batteries run out? On a Saturday at 1 a.m. Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> why? Just to make um, sure you're just to make sure you're paying attention, ladies. Yeah. So he opened the ceilings to uh to and all this water came out. Like there was, and by the way, here's what I learned. Painted sheetrock that you put on your walls and ceilings <laughs> absorbs not. a ton of water. Mm -hmm. So it can hold all this water up there. And then when you open it up, it literally came crashing down. So punchline is this the, this was the result of a water line that went to my ice maker so you've got this water line that's behind the refrigerator behind the wall so you're never going to see it you're never going to hear it slow drip oh you know one drip every 10-15 seconds the plumber who came to fix it said it had probably been dripping for months and it just had pooled in the ceilings we had no idea mm -hmm. and uh it finally just broke through because again that painted sheetrock can absorb so much water so uh, you know again insurance filing and all this stuff but it was um from this drip of a water line it was almost seventy thousand dollars of damage to my house oh my god and months and months of repair months so months um so it's all fixed obviously but i did not have them turn the, that water line back on yeah, no I, I will never use an ice maker in a refrigerator again, ever, ever. Um, and I have PTSD from water issues anyway. Like there's nothing I hate more than a leak because yeah. it can be over in one corner and it can be coming from like the opposite side of the house and running through your- And you have field. to tear like, up the whole house just to find out where it's sourced from. Yeah. So for me to walk in and have rain in my house, it, I just like it, I don't know, water, water, water tragedies find me. Yeah. I'm, I, they, I'm, I, it's my, it's my law of attraction, I think. I had the similar shower, uh, the shower pan, like there's a pan under the shower, you know, you learn all these things. 
It was leaking into the downstairs. We had this like uh, wine kind of area that was kind of a room of junk. And I came home one day and it was a full blown waterfall, like whoosh coming down. And of course I'm like, oh my God, you know, running around. And I was like, PJ, what do we do? And he's like, I don't know. And I don't know what it is about those situations where everyone's just yelling because no one knows what to do. Like definitely outside of our wheelhouse, right? So, so turning around and leaving was probably not the best answer either. No, no. <laughs> yelling, yelling may be better than my, I'm just going to leave. Yeah, no, I just was like, I don't know what to do. And then you call the plumber and like, it's always, it's always on the off time. It's five o'clock at night. It's four yeah. X of what you need to be paying. And it's just a lot. It's a lot to deal with. And it's nothing that I think any of us wanted. The water thing is a very overwhelming, like, I don't know what it is. So, so what, so there was a, there's a pan. Plan. What is the pan thing? What, so in what? your shower, you have like underneath, so I've actually watched them install this. So you have like your shower floor, like the, the tile. And then underneath there, you have like, it looks like a cooking sheet, essentially. It collects water and like stuff that isn't supposed to go down. And it uh, apparently was like overflowing or had some issue and then just kind of created this like massive situation. And the worst part was, was we knew we were going to redo the house. Like, and this was like three years ago. So I had these like cut out, like they look like pea stained, like, like these crazy squares in the ceiling. Cause I was like, I'm not spending the money to repair this. Cause I don't know what this is going to look like. And so it was always like this embarrassing part of the house that I knew we needed to deal with. Um, but I just, I don't know. So my domestic tragedy ladies is it's kind of, it goes for all of us. And it's the, as my mother would call it, because I have a vagina syndrome and oh <laughs> because Can I have a, because I have a vagina, I have assumed all of these wonderful domestic tasks that I never signed up for, i.e. like laundry, um, making sure the fridge has food in it, cooking dinner, you know, making lunch, just making sure that everything manages itself. Um, And these are like tragedies to me because I did not sign up for these tasks. And yet after, I don't know, I've been married for 12 years, been with my husband for 16 and children, my oldest is 10. I just keep assuming these roles year after year. And I did not sign up for this. If you didn't do it, who would do it? No one would do it. I mean, maybe, maybe they would do it. I mean, I don't think they're going to die from malnourishment at this point because like they can figure out how to feed themselves, but like, they don't know how, like they do know how to do the laundry and they do know how to do certain things. But like when the toilet paper roll is done, we still have an allergic reaction in this house to like putting a new roll of toilet paper on. And I'm the like fairy that comes in and does it no matter how many times I bitch about it. Or like put the toilet paper pack on the counter. It'll sit there and they'll just like take what they want and like put it on the ground. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Yeah, I don't, I still have that problem with teenagers. They're, they're yeah, the teenagers won't as, do it either. They don't do it either. It's like, who, is it because it's quote unquote my house that the mom or dad has to do that? Like the I think kids, they just don't care. Kids' bathroom? They don't put it, yeah, they don't care. They don't care. They don't care like, the why, why do I care if it's on the floor or on the roll? But like, why is that allergic reaction? Like, I asked PJ, I'm like, it, does it burn you when you touch that? Because I don't understand how you cannot pop the little thing off, pop the new roll on and put it in the thing. And literally like we go through this at least once a month where I'm just like, what is wrong with you people? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Paul will do it. Uh, and he complains about it often. But I feel like I'm doing it all the time. 
All so it's obviously, it's obvious like he and I are doing it and the kids are not. It literally takes 10 seconds. Why would he complain about something that takes him 10 seconds? It's, well, he's complaining that the kids are not doing oh, it. Got it not got that it. he has to do it. So he and I are the only ones, we have two bathrooms and, and my husband and I use predominantly just one, our, our master bath. And then the, the hall bathroom is, you know, kid bathroom. And every time we walk by that bathroom, the roll is empty. And one of us always has to do it. I don't know why the kids won't just put- I think we should have a new rule. Uh, like we should start fresh, starting from now. If you use the end of the toilet paper, you must replace it. Simple. It's like, that, that's, with, like that's milk. a rule. That's a thing. That's always been a rule. It's just, they don't, they ignore it. But they it's like, even it. like the little bit of milk, like someone will put back in the fridge, like the little itty bitty bit of oh, milk. I'm like- I hate that. Dish it off and throw it away and go get another carton of milk. Or, or let me know that we need more milk before we need more milk. Okay, but you have to make sure you buy the right one out of the 42 offerings. That is true. Store. That is true. There is a lot of offerings. Um, I also love the Samantha Where's My is another domestic tragedy in my house because no one knows how to find anything in the house here. Samantha Where's My Socks. Samantha Where's My Shoes. Samantha Where's My you know, whatever. And it can be exhausting trying to keep up with everybody's bits when I, I get that a lot where I get, I get the, uh, where are my shoes? Have you seen my shoes? No. Why would I seen your shoes? I haven't. It's I don't, not my it's, responsibility. I don't, even if I saw them, I wouldn't pay attention to them. Why, yeah. why, why would I? I know. But why is it like going back to these roles? Like, why is it that we've assumed this position of, of, of these roles just by being women? Like, at what point did we sign up for? I mean, you're, you're in a situation where, like, there's no one else to do it, so you're doing it's it. It's just me. It's just you. Um, but, like, you know, PJ and I never had a discussion, like, I'm going to do this and you're going to do this. It was just always assumed that I was going to do this. And I, But I think, I think he assumed it and you assumed it. But why? Like, I, I don't. That's a good question. Were we raised that way? Maybe we were all raised that way. Like my I mean, mom, my mom worked, she was a nurse and like, she trained us to do the work. Like we were, you know, basically bred to do chores. And I remember waking up on the weekends, like we would have the massive chores list of things to do because mom was like, I can't do all of this myself. You're helping me. And maybe that's the way I've assumed the role. Cause I just was known to do it. I don't know. Do you ever think sometimes they, they, if they do do it, they do it wrong just so we say, no, that's not how you do it. And then we do it anyway. I mean, yeah. sometimes, sometimes like, uh, okay. Like I'm a, I'm a conspiracy theorist for manipulation. So <laughs> I'm not sure that my children are actually smart enough to think of that. But there's a part of me that thinks that they're smart enough to think of that. Oh yeah, no. Like the other day, Paige goes, hey, um, could you show me and Bardo how to do the laundry? And I was like, you need me to show you how to- An do adult male to work the machine that you've had in this house for 10 years. Yeah, okay, Peach, okay. So we go down there and he's like literally like looking the other way and I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I'm not doing this. Like we're gonna have a little dissertation. This is, this and is then, a lesson? And then I'm out. But he was You totally should type it up, the, the, you know, first put the laundry in, second turn the dial this way. You yeah, like an Airbnb, instructions, leave like instructions. <laughs> I should. You know what? I should. I'm basically doing it to myself. You know, it's my own fault. I am aware of that, but I'm just baffled with the, the concept that we assume roles that maybe we didn't 
we didn't ask for. So here's, a, here's another domestic fun fact in case this ever comes up in your world. And we're going to go back chimney and water tragedies. <laughs> um, if you have residential sprinklers in your house as a fire protection, fire safety thing, um, if you ever have an issue with said sprinkler, it is not on a separate water line. You cannot just turn off the water to the sprinklers in your house. The water for your entire house has to be shut off. The huh. whole house. Yeah. And I, I, I know this from experience because, again, you know, Saturday night, Sunday morning, 1 a.m., because it can never happen during a work day. Mm -hmm. uh, woke up to dripping, which I thought seemed very strange because it wasn't raining. I'm like, do I have another leak in this house? And uh, can't make this up. Literally, one of the residential sprinklers in my house was leaking. Oh. And it was dripping at a fairly good clip. Uh, so I put a bucket down. I'm, I sat there and watched it for 10 minutes, and it's filling up this bucket at a decent clip. And I'm thinking, I don't, I don't even know. Like, I didn't, I, what do I even do? I didn't know what to do. Um, so I called the non-emergency number of the fire department. So they came over at 1 a.m. That's cool. Oh. And um, <laughs> they told me they had to shut off the water to the whole house. And I said, no, just shut off the, if you could just shut off the sprinklers. And they said, no, you can't. The safety thing, because then people would shut off the water through the sprinklers and never turn it back on. And they would defeat the purpose. Oh my God. So I, yeah. So there you go. Little, little tip. If you have an issue with your sprinklers, you have to lose the water in your whole house. Um, and I, I did find somebody fixed. to come out the next day and fix it. But we were without water for like a day and a half. That's fantastic. Here's yeah. a, I have a funny story. So right before I moved to San Francisco, I was like 25. I was getting ready to move out of my house in LA and my girlfriend had spent the night and we had had, you know, drink some wine, had some good giggles. And I wake up in the morning and I walk out to get coffee and there's um, a man on my couch passed out. He looks like Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean. He's filthy, oh, yeah. dirty. Like, like, I'm not even sure what has happened. And then I'm like, how in the, what is going on? And so I go wake up my girlfriend and we scamper back in. And this guy's like, like passed out, mouth open, jaw, like laying back on the couch in the living room. And I'm like- And you don't know this person. I don't know this person, okay? And I'm like, oh my God. So I call 911 because I'm like, there's a strange- How many drinks did you have? There's a strange man in my house. I do not know this man. And we're both freaking out. I literally, with her, call 911. We can't walk out the front door because it will waken him because it's in the main living room. So we hop out the window that I used to hop out of as a young woman when I was sneaking out, because this is the house I lived in at the time, or grew up in at the time, we wait for the cops, hot cop shows up, right? And we're both out there like in our underwear. Like, it's like, there's a dude in the house, we're 25 years old, these girls, you know, trying to figure it out. So hot cop, we go to the front door, he comes in and he taps the person on the couch, on the, like flicks them on the forehead. He's like, excuse me, excuse me. And the person wakes up and it's my freaking neighbor who I haven't seen because he's been in college who had on. gotten wasted and walked into my house thinking it was his house, went on my computer, was like playing around, like typing. My dogs at the time, Stanley, knew him, so he didn't bark. I didn't hear anything because I had had a you know, couple glasses of wine that night. And he is now waking up, realizing he's in the wrong house with an officer. And these two girls were like, what are you doing here? And the officer's like, you know this guy? And I'm like, 
yeah, like, I guess I know this. Like, what is happening? So we ended up, like, having a good giggle. The cops, like, do you want to press charges? And I was like, no, this is, like, my 18-year-old neighbor, like, who's just obviously got a drinking problem tonight. <laughs> but but the, the threat... But the tragedy of an alcohol tragedy, I think. But the tragedy of it all was like being so scared and like, you know, having an intruder, so to speak, in your house, but like it it all working out at the at the end. But it was like such a funny story. And it ended up the cop was a um a husband of a girlfriend and he was like super good look, like good hop cop, you know? And it was my girlfriend's uh sister's husband and he like it was a family joke like they joked about it like at sunday night dinner about one of the calls he went on with the chicks in their underwear and i was like oh yeah that was me that was me <laughs> but yeah how funny is that story and we still like i still talk about it with my neighbor to this day i'm like you're an idiot i should have that you jail. didn't recognize him though is he like, literally maybe- looked homeless like a pirate <laughs> a homeless pirate a homeless pirate in like, los angeles in i los mean angeles. that's actually that could happen. Yeah. Stranger was, things have happened. Like was, a, a therapy bunny at the Giants game. Anybody see that? No, I missed that. Oh, yeah. Actually, actually I think I did see that on the news. Yeah. yeah it was, uh, there was a bunny at the Giants game, which I think, I feel like that only happens in San Francisco. And it was, uh, it apparently, first of all, the bunny was the size of a small bear cub. So I let's, let's talk about that <laughs> initially. Um, and apparently the bunny was a therapy bunny and, um, goes with this couple wherever they go. Therapy. therapy A therapy bunny. bunny. I, I I mean, maybe it's a stretch. I I mean, before uh, COVID, I remember seeing a lot of, uh, you know, headlines about people traveling with their therapy pets and they could get them a seat on an airplane if they were a therapy pet and people had things like bunnies and goats and peacocks. Yeah, I think, I yeah, think the like one that, um, I, yeah, I think the one that, that put a stop to all that was, I, I believe it was the therapy peacock. Yeah. I think where that the, the airlines finally went, um, enough. <laughs> we're done with your There's game. There's no such thing as a therapy beat. But have you ever been on a flight like with the most annoying dog and like it's an annoying dog owner with the annoying dog and you're just like, look, okay, obviously the two of you should not travel because you, you're unable to control your creature and your creature is not into this experience. I've been on a couple <laughs> flights where I'm just like, what are we doing? Like big ass dogs. flights with dogs where the dogs are so well behaved and so sweet and so good. And if I ever got on a plane with one of my dogs, I'd be that person that is not enjoying the experience and my oh. creature wouldn't enjoy the experience. But you know what? That's why I don't take my dog. That's why you don't take your dog. Right. You have to know your pet. You have to know, yeah. you know, what that's going to be like for other people. It's kind of like flying with children, I have to be honest. True, true. I had... Um, Except that they won't let us leave them behind in, in kennels. True, <laughs> that's true. I had a little uh, doggy carrier when I had Turbo when he was a puppy because I'd fly back and forth to Burbank to Oakland was my my daily weekly route. Um, and he would just go in this little like duffel bag and he like as a puppy, he was cool with it and he would just slip under the seat. And this was like when Southwest was cool with it and they didn't care. Um, and, you know, yeah, but it, it is, you know, you're at the mercy of how the animals want to behave. And yeah, so- and the peacock ruined it for everybody. And so. the peacock blew it. You know, I'm sorry to I say. I mean, it was, it was a cool gig until somebody tried the peacock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what it's like now 
with COVID, if, if pets have a different protocol they have to deal with. I'm actually going on my first flight, you guys, on Sunday tomorrow. Uh, like first flight, uh, you guys have both flown. I haven't gone anywhere in a year and a half and I am ready to take this journey and take this girl on the road. And I'm getting on an airplane this weekend. Where are you going? I'm going to Vegas, okay? <laughs> I'm going to pretend I'm 21 again and be very regretful for probably a week afterwards, but it's <laughs> gonna be worth it because it's time. It's so time. But you guys have flown. Jen, you've been, what, Arizona? Fleece, you've been all over the place. Um, I mean, I've flown a handful of times. Uh, a little for work, a little for, you know, college drop-offs and things. And um, I, I think my first COVID flight I took, like, last summer uh, when I was taking Carson to college. And the airports were very empty and the flights were all half full for the most part. And, um, you know, airlines weren't selling middle seats and, um, everybody had like protection everywhere. And, and now, you know, I just went on a business trip last month and the airports are full. The flights are full. The, uh, you know, people, people are ready to get out. And, um, it's a, it's a little bit of a different experience, but you kind of, you kind of go in with a little bit of a different feeling about not just COVID, but like, okay, what germs are in this airport? What germs yeah. are on the plane? Honestly, I'm not so worried about the planes. I'm a little more worried about the airport. Yeah. yeah. They're disgusting. Yeah. Well, and everybody has their own way of dealing with COVID, whether they wear the mask. I saw a lot of people wearing it under their nose, which people, it doesn't help if you just wear it under your nose. It's got to cover your whole face. Somebody said, do you pull your but, pants halfway up? Exactly. It's a, well, some people do. They wear like, their pants hanging, their butt hanging out their pants. I don't know. It, it is like the saggy bottom face mask, but I don't know. It, it is getting better. It's nice to get out. And uh, I just encourage people to do it safely and cover your face. So anyway, thank you to our inspired listeners for spending time with us today. Uh, we hope you pulled a nugget or two out of this chat to help you get through the week. For more inspired, please follow us on Podbean or wherever you find uh, your episodes. We have new episodes every Monday at 10 a.m. Looking forward to sharing more grown-up girl talk with you next week. And until then, be inspired.